Pod People. Worsties, on today's episode, it's Harry, it's me, Harry Styles from Don't Worry Darling. Yeah, we're going to talk about Don't Worry Darling because I've seen it and we need to talk about it. Yes, Joanne. What fresh hell is this? This is going to be great, I promise. Breaking news, if you are receiving this right now, it's because you're a huge bitch. Ugh, Christ. What fresh hell is this? All right, Worsties, I am coming at you with a very (laughs) on-brand sponsor right now. Uh, Today's sponsor is Dad Grass. Dagrass is legal organic hemp that relaxes your body and mellows out your mind. If you know me, you know that my brain is always frantic. My thoughts are going like 70 miles per hour. So it's nice to have something that's just going to chill you out and not make you super paranoid. Dagrass CBD products are made with 100% organic hemp that's easy to dose and the effects come on smooth. So they offer like a variety of different things like pre-rolled joints as well as hemp flour and a variety of CBD tincture drops. I think this is really nice just because I think a lot of us can relate to having bad trips on products that we don't really know where it came from. And sometimes it's very Black Mirror-esque. Sometimes it's scary and we don't like that. All of Dadgrass products are federally legal for ages 18 and over, and it ships right to your door anywhere in the U.S. Right now, Dadgrass is offering our listeners 20% off your first order when you go to dadgrass.com slash Stanzi. You can go to dadgrass.com slash Stanzi to check out their products. That's dadgrass.com slash Stanzi, S-T-A-N-Z-I. Hello and welcome to What Fresh Hell Is This with me, Stancy Potenza. Welcome back. I got I fucking hate myself. Some of these, I feel like episodes, like just become it's just like me venting, and then we post it <laughs> on a streaming service, and then you can just listen to it. But like, I told myself in like I don't know April of this year, I was like. You know what I'm going to have to do? I'm going to have to start like prepping for Talktober stuff. I renamed it. If you're listening as an Instagram follower, you know that. And you and you also watch my stories where you get 90% of my lore. You would know that I renamed it Pocket Creepers because I did a poll and the people voted and that was what they chose. But I was like, you know, I need to get the ball rolling on the October series pocket creepers uh, now because I've done it for two years. People like it. It has a niche following. Obviously it's not the most popular thing I do. Most people are here for the comedy, but a lot of people are like, we, we really like the horror stuff and I like doing it. It's part of my brand like since birth because I'm an October baby. So it's just part of the lore of me. So like, I love doing the horror stuff, but It is so much effort because like 
when I'm doing a regular video or something, I, I don't know. I'm just in front of a green screen, you know, so I don't really there's not a whole lot of like movement or anything. But when I'm doing a horror thing, like I have to become a little fucking cinematographer. Like there's a lot. There's a lot of shots involved. It's just like a whole lot. And like there's also like makeup aspect to it. And I'm buying all these fucking costumes. My office is covered in like jugs of fake blood and like weapons, fake weapons, not real ones. But like still, it's a lot. And so I told myself in like April, I'm like, I'm going to be ahead of the game. I'm going to like really get the ball rolling. And by August, I will have already started filming. And that that didn't happen. So it's like <laughs> what, like two, like a, a day left, a day or two left in fucking September. And then it's already going to be October. So I'm fucked. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I think it's going to be fine. I'll I'll do what I can, but I have some good ideas. I'm also going home for my cousin, my cousin's wedding. My cousin. I'm going to give him a shout out now. Alex Preston. He was on American Idol in like, I think 2014. Made it to top three. He's getting married. By this point, he will already be married. So congratulations to Alex and Emily on their marriage. But we are we're going to stay in a... Uh, my mom rented out like a huge fucking house in Maine that has like 18 like beds in it or something. Like, because it's going to be me my older sister, her boyfriend, their dog, my younger sister, my younger sister's boyfriend, my cousin, Grace, my cousin, Daniel, my uncle, Dan, my mom, her boyfriend, and then my auntie, my auntie, Kathy. So there's going to be a lot of people just under one roof. And I am, I think I am going to use that as an opportunity to film some of the like spooky videos there. I'm just I'm just talking to myself really through my own process right now. I think I'm going to film some spooky videos there. A house in Maine, a big like woodsy house in Maine, perfect for some like murdery videos. Perfect. So that's what we are going to be doing. I'm very excited for it. I'm stressed about the October content, but I think it's going to be good. And I'm trying to watch. So I, I'm getting a little inspired. Like I'm starting to get a like a little spooky out here. So I'm I'm getting a little more like in the the mood. So I think I I will get inspired when the time comes. And also like there have been a lot of good horror movies that have been coming out recently. I haven't seen all of them, but like I know Pearl just came out. Smile was another one that I heard good things about. Barbarian was another one. But I heard like I, I I haven't actually heard any like reviews from Smile yet. But the marketing for that was crazy. The marketing for that was them just having like sending people to like baseball games and other events where like there would be like filming involved and that them just staring creepily like smiling into the cameras. That's some great fucking marketing right there. Uh, but I want to talk about something. <laughs> I, let's talk about a movie. That's uh. <laughs> that didn't have the best PR, right? Let's talk about the movie that feels like a go-to-the-theater film 
movie, right? I saw Don't Worry, Darling. And I was so... I... I was so excited to see this movie, right? I feel like this is like a good opportunity to talk about it because it's still, for I mean, it's still relatively fresh, uh, like the big discussions about it, but it's also, it's kind of like a, a spooky movie, right? So I feel like this fits right into the October stuff. Oh man, I was so excited about this film because of just everything leading up to it. I do feel like I have to give I want everyone listening to like really understand the lore, right? Because there's so there was so much that happened. Like there was so much like intricate stuff that happened like surrounding that movie, right? So it's obviously Olivia Wilde. She's in it. She's directing it, right? Florence Pugh and Harry Styles. And I mean, part of that drama started because of the Originally, Harry's role was supposed to be Shia LaBeouf. And then Shia LaBeouf, like, left. But then Olivia Wilde made it seem like she fired him for safety reasons. Because around that time, allegations had just come out like against Shia LaBeouf because FKA Twigs basically said that he had, like, abusive... I, I'm not sure about the whole situation. I just know that there was, like, abuse allegations against Shia LaBeouf. So Olivia Wilde... Basically, he's like, well, it's like a safety hazard, basically. Like, we can't have him on set. But then Shia LaBeouf's team came out and was like, no, no, no. He was like, I left. I chose to leave. And you tried to get me to stay. And I have video evidence to prove it. And then he, like, released the video of Olivia Wilde trying to get him to stay and, like, refer to Florence as Miss Flo in a kind of condescending way. So then, like, that was a whole thing. But he said it was, like, a rehearsal thing. Like, people weren't getting in enough rehearsal time. He wasn't getting in enough rehearsal time. And that's why he chose to leave the production. And, like, the Miss Flow thing became very popular. Like, uh, Florence, like, her, like, makeup, hair and makeup team, like, had, like, Miss Flow shirts on. So it was just, like, there was just, like, a lot of drama. And then... The biggest thing is that, like, right around this time, right? So, like, Olivia Wilde was married to Jason Sudeikis, right? Jason Sudeikis, who is having a moment right now. Jason Sudeikis is in his peak Hollywood moment right now. That's happening right now. Because Jason Sudeikis, he's a good actor, but he's been in some awful films. Like, I've seen him in, like, garbage and I'm like, no, like, I, I'm like, I can see your potential. You don't, you shouldn't be here right now. Go and do something great. And he did. And it was Ted Lasso, right? Everyone loves Ted Lasso. Just won a bunch of awards. So, like, Jason Sudeikis is having a moment. But in this moment, him and Olivia Wilde split up. And she, like, immediately is being seen with, like, Harry Styles and going out with Harry Styles. And so then everyone's like, uh, what? What what is she doing? She's just like, she just left Jason Sudeikis and now she's with Harry Styles, a much younger man, and they're like making out on boats and shit. So that happens. But then also, like the other part of this puzzle is that Florence Pugh was dating Zach Braff for quite a bit. Zach Braff and Jason Sudeikis are very good friends. Zach Braff also works on Ted Lasso. So you have like by association, like 
Florence's boyfriend's best friend is Jason Sudeikis. And now she's doing this film with his ex-wife, who is now sleeping with her co-star, who replaced Shia LaBeouf because he left the project. And then Chris Pine is there. <laughs> like, it's like, it's like all of these, it's like, it's, so that's like where all the drama started, right? And then they were all acting super fucking weird with each other at the Venice Film Festival or whatever. Like, they were all just acting like weird to each other. And that's when Twitter went ablaze with tweets being like, did Harry Styles just spit on Chris Pine? He didn't. But it was funny watching people slow down that video like real slow with the zoom ins to being like, nope, as you can see, someone was like, hey, where were you guys during the JFK assassination? That would have been helpful. But anyway, so all of the drama surrounding it, it's just been like a train wreck, you know? And then the reviews started coming out that it was bad. And then I was like, I can't wait <laughs> to see this film. Just like the the snippets of Harry. <laughs> so I was like, but I wanted to give it like a fair shot. You know, I was I, I was rooting for it to be good because I fucking love Harry Styles and Florence Pugh and Chris Pine and Nick Kroll. I'm like, it was like a good it was a good cast. And obviously, like Olivia Wilde, say what you will about her, but like she's a good actor. So I was like, I had high hopes for this. Uh, okay, so like we went, right? And it was like, so we we got to the theater and everyone pre-gamed. It was me, Roger, and our friend Olivia, right? And so we we all pre-gamed and I I took some edibles and we were like, let's just like get cozy in these seats right now, just enjoy. During the ads, Roger and I are like mercilessly like <laughs> airdropping cursed photos of Harry Styles to everyone in the theater. Like, Harry Styles bald. Harry Styles as Lord Farquaad. Harry Styles as a bird with a tiny knife. It was just like... I had one that was Harry Styles pregnant with Barack Obama's baby. So we were just, like, airdropping these photos to anyone that would accept. And we had a great time. So that was, like, the pregame to the movie. The Nicole Kidman... AMC commercial comes on. Everyone is cheering. Everyone is clapping. Everyone is so excited. We come to this place. There was like so much unity in that moment. So then the movie starts, right? So here's like, like here's like the synopsis of the film. So like it kind of starts and you're like, okay, this is, this seems like kind of like almost like a... 1950s-esque suburban neighborhood. But it's not quite 1950s because, like, the accents and the, like, language, it's, like, still very much modern because I feel like in the 1950s, people were still using a little bit of the, like, transatlantic accent. Whereas, like, everyone in this film just talked in, like, neutral American. If that doesn't mean anything to you, I'm sorry. But it's just, like, you know, it's kind of like that 1940s, like, whatever, like, way of speaking. Like, that people were taught to talk like that, which is, like, really weird. So it's, just, it's, just, it's like, a weird 
setting and like all the men go off to work and all the women like, you know, they cook breakfast, they see their husbands off and then clean the house, make it spotless. They go shopping with each other and then they come home and make dinner and like they make sure they're like greeting their husband at the door. But like nothing seems super off about that until like, I don't know, just like weird things start happening. Like she'll like crack an egg and the egg, there would be like nothing in it. And so she starts noticing like weird things that are happening. And then like one of the wives starts kind of being like, we shouldn't be here. Like this is this is not good. And that's when the movie takes a turn. Like at first it's like, oh, we're just living in this like great place. And like it's called the Victory Project. It's like this like new sort of like way of living. And the leader of it is like Chris Pine. And so then like that wife ends up like killing herself basically. And then these men wearing red, like Florence Pugh's character like sees that. And these men wearing red, like, take her away and then everyone starts gaslighting her being like oh no 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 she just like fell and she's just like mentally not doing great so now she's in the hospital and she's getting like treatment so Florence Pugh's character basically starts like losing her mind a little bit and like everyone is gaslighting her making it seem like she doesn't know what she's talking about until she sees like a plane crash into like the desert and she like leaves and none of the women are supposed to go there she you know she obviously she discovers that like something's up and like no one's telling her what's going on and you basically and this is like the i'm gonna say the spoiler okay this is like what is actually going on so basically they're living in like it's like almost like a virtual reality but like i i would imagine it's probably more like realistic than that like they can still like f- i don't know like feel like sensation and stuff so it's like probably some like advanced form of that and all of the husbands there basically like kidnapped their either girlfriends or wives or like whoever because they like have chosen wives to like be a part of this so really like all of the women are basically, like, on monitors in the real world having, like, fluid pumped into them and, like, they're on, like, an IV. Like, they're being treated like coma patients almost while this, like, machine is, like, keeping them in that reality. So Harry Styles' character, like, basically kidnapped her. It was, like, completely against her will and, like, brought her here because they weren't happy in their real life. Because in their real life, he was, like, unemployed. And she was working, like, all these shifts at the hospital. And so their relationship was, like, falling apart. And then he's basically just an incel that's, like, going through, like, Reddit and stuff. And then he finds Chris Pine's character being, like, let's live a better reality. And, like, that's the premise. It had a lot of potential, And I saw a lot of people saying that it was like, (laughs) if a white woman tried to write a Jordan Peele film, which was, yeah, because there are a lot of like, I feel like a lot of people have gotten inspired by Jordan Peele with like all of this success that he's been having with every movie. 
that he has released. Like, even though I know a lot of people that said of his films, like, Nope wasn't their favorite, I haven't heard anyone say anything bad about that film. It was great. It was great. And there are a lot of these, like, kind of, like, I don't know, like, artistic sort of, like, artsy little moments throughout the films. You could tell that, like, Don't Worry Darling was, like, doing that, they, or they were trying to do that. I don't think they did it super successfully. But, like, as we were watching the film, there were so many moments where we were like, you know what? Even though, obviously, he has issues, Shia LaBeouf would have been so much better in that role than Harry Styles. I hate to say it. I hate to say it. And honestly, if you're a Harry stan, don't you dare fucking come at me, okay? Don't even fucking think about it, okay? I'm saying this as a Harry stan. I just saw him at Madison Square Garden I'm saying this as a Harry Stan, he he needs just to work on the acting a little bit. And I have a degree, okay? I can say that. Where's Harold's theater arts degree? Hmm? Show me, and then I'll take it all back. He was not great. Like, so much of it was just like, oh, I'm doing this for us. <laughs> it's for our future. Like, that's how it felt. <laughs> I love him so much it hurts to say it. <laughs> it was like, <laughs> like what's that? like I forget that line. Oh, like everyone kept posting. People were laughing. People were laughing in the audience. Like anytime he had a line where he was like being a little more intense, people were like laughing, laughing. And it's like supposed to be a serious thing. People were like laughing at this. His acting and I was like oh my god obviously it was really fun it was really fun to be with an audience that's like <laughs> this is so bad and he's surrounded that's the other thing is that he's surrounded by other actors that are really talented Florence Pugh I fucking love her I love her Florence god if you're listening to this if you're a worstie Florence please I love you so much. <laughs> I want her to be bisexual so bad. <laughs> I'm not gonna like make any assumptions, but I I know I she has a septum piercing, so like I we might I don't know. She might, you guys, who knows? But I like I just fucking love her. I, she's great in everything I see her in. And Olivia Wilde, I, I know, I know. So many people are are anti-Olivia right now, but, like, she's a great actor. She is. And, and and she was great in this film. I will say, like, like she she was definitely great in her role. Like, I think she did her role justice. Chris Pine was so good. Chris Pine has this line where he's, like, in the kitchen with Florence Pugh because he, at some point, catches on to the fact that Florence's character is aware of the fact that something's going on, that his character is keeping something from the rest. He's like talking to her and he's like, oh, you know, I love that you challenge me, yada, yada, yada. And then he calls her a good girl. And I swear to God, like every girl in that audience just like creamed their fucking pants. Like it was so hot. And like, do you know how bad of an actor you have to be for like that to be the hottest part of the movie and your Harry Styles 
like your Harry Styles. And the hottest part of the movie was like Chris Pine saying one thing. Yo, Harry, get it together, love. And if you're British also, and you're you're going to be like, hey, don't. Don't try it. Don't. Because I will win in this battle. Okay? Just like the Revolutionary War. Anyway, it, it was so... I'm rooting for him. I want him to get better. I think that he can and he will. But like his acting in that was just not great. I think that the movie should become something that's kind of like this like campy kind of like cult classic sort of thing where it's like, yeah, it's not great, but we watch it to have a good time. You know, like how they'll have like midnight showings of like Twilight or something, you know, like, or, or, you know, the midnight showings of like Rocky horror that happen like all the time, which I mean, I, Rocky horror is an excellent fucking movie. Like I'm not comparing that to this, but like just those types of movies where it's like, you know, people go to the movie and be there for like 10 hours, just like sit and watch twilight. Like, I feel like don't worry, darling has that potential. Cause it wasn't so, so, so bad. Like I wouldn't not watch it again. You know? <laughs> I know that's not the most stellar review ever, but like, like, yeah, I wouldn't not watch it again, but it wasn't, uh, I think, what we thought it was going to be. But I do hope that it becomes something that's like just this like campy little film that people watch every now and then just to have a good time and giggle. And maybe they dress up for it, right? Maybe you dress up like a little 1950s housewife because you're going to go watch don't worry, darling. And you make some. That's actually a great fucking idea. And I think that people should do that. You guys should have like a don't worry, darling watch party where everyone dresses up in like a little 1950s outfits and like watch the movie and like make little cocktails for yourselves. Because this movie actually like I probably won't go into it today, but like it was me and Roger and our friend Olivia, my friend Olivia and I who are like, you know, girl bossing the shit out of our careers right now. You know, like she's a voiceover actor. She was doing voiceover work for Dunkin Donuts. She was like doing the voice for Dunkin Donuts commercials for a while. And like, obviously, I'm doing my thing. I have the podcast. I'm doing influencer shit like working super hard for our careers, very career driven people. But it was so interesting to watch these women in this film living in like a 1950s setting where they don't have to think about it because their husbands are like doing all of that and they just get to like hang out with each other all day and like shop. And I'm like, that's so fucking fun. Obviously, I don't want that because I don't want a, a husband that I'm fucking cleaning the house for, you know, like I'm, I'm a very career driven person. I care about it a lot, but like, man, wouldn't that be fun to just hang out with your girlies all day? <laughs> and your and your one job is just like cooking and cleaning and like being hot. But then you just get to like hang out with your girls. I love that. I don't know. I'll, obviously, I'm not endorsing that. I mean, do whatever the fuck you want. But we were like, oh, it was it is interesting because like the f- movie ends with like you know Florence obviously spoiler getting out and going back to her real the real world where she's like a surgeon or something and i'm like pop off but like i don't know 
it'd be fun. <laughs> I'm not going to do that. Don't worry. I'm fine. All right. That being said, I think this was a, a fun episode just talking about this uh, film. Let me know, obviously, how you felt about today's episode. If you kind of like some of these, like, kind of talking about movies stuff. I mean, you always tell me how you feel about the episodes. So you guys live in my fucking DMs. But uh, <laughs> that being said, I hope you liked today's episode. And I will see you next week. What Fresh Hell Is This was written by me, Stanzi Potenza. It was co-created by me and my friends at Pod People who make this podcast come to life. Rachel King, Matt Sab, Chris Jacobs, Brian Rivers, Carter Wogon, and Anne Fuse. Special thanks to Gabrielle Rose at Dulcedu and all of my friends and family. If you love What Fresh Hell Is This, share it with a friend. And if you really want to over-deliver, please leave a five-star review and rate us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. You can follow me at Stanzi Potenza on TikTok and at Stanzi Potenza everywhere else to stay up to date on everything I've got going on. Until next time, have a great week and I will see you in hell. Bye.